Are you torn between forgiving someone and sticking to your position and your feelings? Would you like to forgive them, but don't want to appear weak and unable to hold on your thoughts and your words? If that sounds like you, you are not alone. Keep listening as today's episode explores all the barriers we can put up when it comes to forgiveness. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone, I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened? Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D, and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe Show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Tribe Show. In today's episode, we talk about some of the barriers that we create and put up that makes it difficult for us to embrace forgiveness. We have explored some of the misconceptions that we often have when it comes to forgiveness in episode 2, titled, Let's Talk About Forgiveness. If you haven't had a chance to do so yet, you can listen to that episode right now, or after you are done with this one, as they are perfectly complement to each other. Now, you may be wondering why I'm coming back to this topic. Did I say everything there was to say in that episode already? Well, in true fairness, I thought I did. But you see, this is as much of a journey for me as it is probably for you. And I haven't figured out it all yet. Quite the contrary, in fact. I learn every day something new and different everyday situations make me discover more, understand more, dive deeper, and then pass anything new that I unveil over to you. A conversation with my mother around the topic of forgiveness, and in particular, her reaction of firing up with anger and bringing back to her memory and our conversation, I'm afraid, a situation that happened to her over 20 years ago, made me realize that perhaps there were barriers that I hadn't yet explored and considered. So I've been doing some more digging and thinking about this very topic. The first barrier is probably not being ready to forgive. Yes, it might sound obvious, but to forgive, you have to feel mentally prepared for it. You may have heard that forgiveness is a process, a journey, and it doesn't happen overnight. Quite the opposite, in fact. You need to prepare yourself to grant it. As I say in the outro of this show, forgiveness is like a muscle that needs exercise to function and work well. It's almost as we have to buy into forgiveness first before being able to apply it. So what does it really mean to be ready to forgive? 
and how do we get ready for it? Have you ever thought about this? When I first considered those questions, I thought it was enough to open up to the possibility of forgiveness. To clarify in my mind the most common misconceptions we formulate around the topic of forgiveness. But then, what does it really mean to open up to the possibility of forgiveness? Well, I believe that it means being or becoming willing to step in the other person's shoes and look at the world or that situation that hurts us with their eyes. But mind you, this is not yet forgiveness as such, and stepping in their shoes is not excusing or justifying what they did. Rather, it is to try and understand if there were, for instance, conditions that pushed them to behave in a certain way. There is a famous way of saying that hurt people hurt people. Have you ever heard of someone who has, for example, a violent behavior, just to find out that someone very influential in their early life, uh, like their parents or one of their parents, also had a violent behavior? This may be an extreme example, perhaps, though there are so many stories you can hear on TV or read online that follow that pattern. You may be wondering if by saying that hurt people hurt people, I'm implying that we should excuse and justify violence. Not at all. I'm personally against any form of violence. Violence cannot be condoned under any circumstance. In fact, in such a situation, we hold a responsibility towards ourselves and people around us to ensure safety and guarantee protection of those who are in a position of disadvantage, like children. What does it mean? Well, it means, for example, that we still have the duty to report a similar situation to the authorities. However, from the point of view of our forgiveness journey, we can now start and appreciate that the behavior that hurt us had a root in the other person's life and had nothing to do with us. So, if we consider feeling responsible in any way for having caused a violent response, we can rest in peace and self-forgive ourselves, if needed, as very likely there was nothing we could have done in that situation to prevent it. Seeing the world through their eyes could mean, for instance, understanding that there are external factors that have forged them and they need help to change and or that they need to take responsibilities for their actions. Another reason that could prevent us from forgiving someone who has hurt us is actually protecting ourselves from further pain or harm from the same person or group of people who hurt us already once. If we consider the above extreme example, one could think that by forgiving the person who hurt us, we accept their deep behavior, and if we accept it once, perhaps we can accept it twice and more. This fear of being hurt again in the future is obviously something that anyone has to overcome for themselves. One aspect to consider is that the relationship we are going to have with those who hurt us will need to be completely redefined and the conditions renegotiated. This may also include the possibility that we won't entertain a relationship at all with them in the future. One thing for sure is that granting your forgiveness to someone doesn't mean that you don't have to or can't raise boundaries 
and set limits in your relationship on that behaviors that you are prepared to accept and those you are not. In other words, by forgiving, you can offer compassion, but without surrendering your control to the other party. On the opposite side of the spectrum, compared to the fear of being hurt again, there is the idea of seeking revenge for the harm that was done to us. It may sound obvious, but we cannot forgive if we hold on the need and will of applying the eye for an eye principle. But that principle is often misunderstood. What it really means is that for each hurtful action, we need to find an adequate form of punishment. Because on one hand, accepting the harm without doing anything cannot be acceptable. But on the other hand, inflicting on someone a punishment far more serious than the original act is immoral. What does it mean? Well, let's consider, for example, uh, what we said earlier of someone abusing and being violent with someone else. The eye for an eye principle is neither for the victim to continue accepting that violence, nor to start being violent with their per persecutor. But it could mean for the victim to seek help from the justice system, for example. What do you think? Have you ever experienced a situation where you were torn on what to do to change it? Or perhaps you know someone who was in that situation? Become the hero of your own story and let us know your thoughts about it. But if you have been emotionally affected by that situation and are still paying the emotional price for it, don't ignore it and seek professional help. I was listening to my 10-year-old nephew the other day, who was upset with a classmate who made ridicule of him in front of all the other children in the class. My heart literally shrank. I started saying that what really matters is what he thinks of himself, and that perhaps that kid is not very confident that he needs to make others feel bad about themselves in an attempt to feel better. So I tried to explain to him the concept of forgiveness, and he immediately interrupted me, saying, Yes, but if I forgive him, then all the other kids will take the mickey out of me. Oh, my sweet little nephew, he wouldn't have had any problem in forgiving his classmate if he hadn't been concerned that by doing so, he could have appeared weak in front of everyone else. And perhaps that he could be ridiculed again, which connects to the barrier we explored earlier of being hurt again. Even in adulthood, we can still develop thinking that the one who forgives is a weak person. This is rather common, because in a society where appearing is more important than being, any form of vulnerability and understanding is regarded as an expression of weakness. But in reality, showing our vulnerabilities and ability to understand others and ourselves takes quite a lot of courage. If you know your inner self deep enough and you develop a strong understanding of where you stand and what you stand for, then other people's opinion of you should have no impact on how you view yourself. It shouldn't then surprise to know that Gandhi once said, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. There is a, a visualization exercise that I sometimes do when taken by doubts about myself 
and need a dose of self-harm. I imagine sitting in front of someone who looks, speaks, and thinks just like me, and I simply look at her with sentiments of love, acceptance, and understanding. Try it. If you can find difficult splitting yourself up, start it by imagining someone who really loves you, looking at you that way. And then when you are ready, start projecting those same feelings on your double. It may take some time and practice, but you can cultivate an immense feeling of self-love by doing it regularly. Do you remember when in an earlier episode I told you my story of when I had a mental breakdown after being bullied and mistreated at work and that with time I started to be addicted to the physical and mental pain I was in. I kept spinning in what I call my personal hamster wheel. Well, one of the reasons I believe that kept me stuck in that situation was the fact that With time, I took over the role of a victim. I felt powerless and at the mercy of life events. I played the blame game and I had people around me, my friends, who reinforced the situation at each conversation we had. Now, am I saying that I was wrong in feeling that way and those who took advantage of me being right? No, I'm not. However, there is a sort of pleasure in being or becoming the victim of a given situation. It almost gives us a special status. It may sound counterintuitive, but in that situation when we start wearing the victim clothes, people around us become more protective and more understanding towards us. It's like if we were not alone anymore facing that problem and we had an army standing behind us, or better, by our side, ready to fight for us and with us. But then, if you decide to forgive the person who offended you, then suddenly that special status of victim vanishes, and you are back to being alone to face your life, your responsibilities, and your problems. It takes strength and courage to relinquish to that special status and stop playing the victim role and forgive the other person. And with that, we truly forgive someone who hurts us. We also need to relinquish the moral advantage we could develop over them by having granted that forgiveness. In other words, we cannot go around saying, you know, I forgave you, almost implying that they owe something to us because of having forgiven them. Holding our forgiveness over someone's head is not true forgiveness. We must be equal again. Only then we are sure we have truly forgiven them. I hope that this episode has provided food for thoughts on the kind of barriers we can raise to open up and forgive someone who has hurt us. As obvious as it sounds, we need to feel or be ready to forgive. And with that, give up any idea of seeking revenge for what it was done to us. By not forgiving, often we try to protect ourselves from further pain or harm. Or we fear we could be considered weak. We also said that when hurt, we may take on the role of victims, 
that may hold a special status with those close to us. Forgiving means relinquishing that role, but also the moral advantage we might develop on the other person for having forgiven them. We also discuss some of the misconceptions that we often have around the concept of forgiveness in episode two. That episode complements this one very well. So go and check it out if you haven't done it yet. What are your thoughts? Are there other barriers that you can think of and I haven't discussed in today's episode? If so, please get in touch and let me know. As always, if you have been affected by the topic discussed today, I invite you to seek professional help. Join me next time when we will continue exploring how we can overcome our hurdles and gain a much more fulfilling life than we have today. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send an email to forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time, thank you and goodbye.